What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. My name is Sean Sheehan, and I am back with another edition of the Betting Show. And today we are looking ahead to Bellator 301, a really, really, really good Bellator card, which goes down uh, this weekend. And you know what? I, I decided to do a full Bellator betting show by itself i already have the preview show out there and i also will have a ufc betting show so a double betting show this week if you're looking for ufc bets you'll have to go to that video this video is for the bellator bets so double up everyone likes additional bets everyone likes more talk about bets and all of that so that's what we've done for you here and it's it's going to be um it's going to be a good good week let's recap last week before we get into uh, next week and i'll do that over in the other one as well so if you're just checking out this one you can forward uh forward like 30 seconds in or if you've already checked out the other one um last week we went two of four uh in our bets and the flyer didn't hit obviously the flyer was pavlovich um in the second round of plus 1000 a massive flyer so that didn't hit we're not too worried about that one uh the two bets that didn't hit marco madsen bad big bad big i did mention though like if, if, if that was a loss, that would probably be the last time we pick him. So, lesson learned on that one. We would say it. Bartosz Lesko lost there. You know, I, I, I didn't see that fight, but I was reading on Sherlock, did the recap of it. Apparently, he was doing pretty well, but ended up getting caught in the end. Uh, unfortunately, but in the two wins we had, uh, Yeri versus Alex went over the round and a half of minus uh, 150, and then plus 150 for Jessica Andrade, uh, which actually went out to plus 205. Um, by the time the fight kicked off, which you know, I said it on Twitter at the time. I said it last week on the betting show that that was that was to me the craziest line. I think I've seen in in probably two years of doing this show might have been the craziest line. I just couldn't fathom that. But anyway, we came out. Uh, I said we came out ahead with those bets for uh, for last week, and uh, we will pile through and go on to uh, to this week and look for some uh, some money and some winners out of this. Uh, Possibly last ever Bellator card, although I hope not, and it does seem like Bellator is is going to continue, even if PFL takes it over, or whatever. That seems to be like the the word gone out. So hopefully that is the case. But however, we will enjoy it while we have it and get straight into it here. Also, the overall record just for the year seventy six from uh, one five seven and thirteen of the Flyers to fit out of uh, thirty nine. So what's that? One from three in the Flyers. That's not bad. That's not bad. I tried to get one from two in the other bets. You know, we haven't really hit that. Hopefully, I have 10 bets for this week. So hopefully, if we get all 10 of them, we'll be doing pretty well. Uh, but here are your five bets for Bellator 301. Right. First bet of the week is a, a pretty simple one. I'm going for Rafael and Stott. Straight up money line bet. Minus 120. Um, look, we have seen Rafael and Stott fighting against uh, Danny Sabatello before. It was a, a very good win for Stotts, obviously a relatively close fight. It was a split decision, but we all remember there was a, a bit of controversy around that over five rounds. This is uh, this is over three rounds, if I'm not mistaken, this time. And I I do, look, I, I have often thought that Rafael Stotts is one of the best 135-pounders in the world for a good few uh, years now at this stage. Although, or maybe a good few fights, let's put it that way. Lost to Patchy Mix last time out, but there's no shame in losing to Patchy Mix. Probably the most uh, improved um, 135 in the world over the last few years. And we'll talk about one of his fights later on. But it's very interesting to me the mindset of these guys, how they bounce back. Um, I 
I was talking about it on the preview show, and I was like, maybe, maybe Sabatello has a bit of an advantage in the fact that he has obviously lost the slots, didn't bounce back and got a win, but then lost to Megamed Megamedov again. Now he's going to have to bounce back again. Maybe that'll be an advantage to him. And I was very torn on this. Uh, but thinking about it a little bit more since recording and that and talking it through in my head, I, I just feel like maybe the fact that they have fought before and he's won before will uh, kind of negate that. Right, it'll kind of take away the fact you're not you're not thinking about your loss necessarily. You're thinking about the win against the guy who you're fighting next the last time you fought, uh, and I do think that will help. The other part of it as well, I mentioned the, the three rounds versus five rounds. I do think that's a big advantage for Stotts. I think he is a guy who is a better um, a better striker who can afford to throw his shots a little bit more because he knows he's a very good wrestler as well, and he's shown that he can stop Sabatello's wrestling. You know now Sabatello. I think, he, he, you know, he, he got one or two takedowns in every fight nearly, he's had, um, and more than that in, in most of them. And he's always dangerous there. So it's not the fact, you know, it's, you wouldn't expect Stats to go in there and have 100% takedown defense or anything like that. But can he do enough on the feet to win that fight while stopping as many takedowns as he can? I, I, I think he probably can, and that's my main reason, honestly, for picking him here. I... I the only the only drawback is if that loss will have sent him back an awful lot, right? That is that is my only gripe here. Other than that, I think like Stats as well. You have to remember, Stats is a really good wrestler. Like it's like it's funny when you guys say a guy like Sabatella or a guy like uh, uh, um, Covington and Usman is a similar start to fight. Like we're two very good wrestlers. I think say from Usman's point of view or from Covington's point of view, uh, anyone's going to find it very tough. To, uh, to stop their wrestling But then they fight each other twice And it's You know t- um, What would it be 50 minutes Just a little less than 50 minutes Wasn't it Of, uh, of stand up basically You know That tends to happen In fights like that Right And If let's say that does happen here It's 15 minutes of stand up I think Stotts is massively favored. Now Sabatello is not Not terrible on the feed Or anything like that But I do think uh, I do think Stats has an advantage there. I think he's a better fighter there. I think he'll be able to stop enough takedowns, maybe even get one or two of his own, and uh, I do think he will win that fight. But that's probably the fight I'm maybe most looking forward to this weekend outside of the uh, uh, outside of the uh, the big uh, title fights, I suppose, uh, UFC included. I, I love those two title fights on um, uh, on, uh, on Bellator, but the Stats, uh, Sabatello, uh, Shytalk, and, and uh, all of that will be very, very fun this week. So, uh, yeah, I'm going for Rafi and Stats. I actually, I was surprised that the price was what it was, uh, considering what had happened uh, last time out. I'm actually looking at, I, I, you know, I might need to readjust this in the notes here. Um, I had it down as minus 120. He's, he's minus 110 here, one place. He's actually plus 110. With uh, with one big bookmaker and minus one thirty for Sabatello, so he's actually the underdog for for one bookmaker, and you know he's actually an underdog for for multiple bookmakers. I'm just looking at it here, which is to me is very 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 surprising. Like what have they seen? Like you know they've both lost one fight since then. You know uh, um, Sabatello's win is against a guy who's not exactly world level. You know so. Interesting. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, I'm definitely going for Rafian Stats. We can we can adjust that price as it goes. But it's I'm looking at it here on on the place we we normally pick from, and uh, it's it's minus one ten. So we will uh, we will have that down the notes as uh, as minus one ten here for the first pick. All right, bet number two for this week. Um, 
I, I'm over. I think it's a little bit of a of a risky one. It probably wouldn't have been a risky one uh, a couple of fights back. But I'm going for Cody Law at minus two two five to win his fight against uh, Jefferson uh, Pontes. Um, look, Cody Law. He's a guy who's looked so good in in a lot of his fights, but then when he went up in level and he fought uh, J- uh, James Gonzalez and, and Chris Lincioni. Obviously, he lost both of those fights and both of them went to a decision, but he bounced back last time out and won his fight. Got in there against Jefferson Bontes, who's 6 and 0, 27 years uh, of age, making his debut here. You know, he's a guy with a lot of finishes on his record. You know, watching a bit of him, he is, you know, a well rounded fighter, a, I would say a little bit of a green fighter, and a guy, I think, who can be dangerous against law, but. At the same time, if Law just kind of gets back to basics, right? Gets back to his takedowns, gets back to landing those, like, like against uh, Colton Ham, landing big elbows for the finishes, throwing his big shots on the feet as well when he needs to. I, I think he, I really think he can win this fight. I think for Cody Law, he's a guy, you know, fighting out of American top team. He's obviously very good training, you know, taking a couple of losses now, which, again, I'll say it, they can either go. Well, or they can go badly, right? And if you're if you're a guy like Law and you're looking at it and thinking, right, I I need to go to the next level. I need to, you know, to experience all of these things if I want to be, and I, if I wanted to achieve the potential that I had, I like I really think that this sort of fight is the sort of one you you almost need to make a statement in. Right, you're getting in a guy now who's undefeated. You know, is he going to take your rub? Is he going to be the next guy who goes in? And you know, we, we forget as well about these Bellator uh, fights. Like, you could literally be fighting for your future here. You could be fighting for a contract. You could be fighting for let's let's say if PFL take it over. And go, oh well, who am I going to pick? Who am I going to take forward? Like if you say Pontes, oh he's after beating Cody Law. I'm going to take him on. If you're if you see Cody Law, you know he had a couple of losses, but he's won two in a row now. This guy could be a future star. It's a massive fight for those guys. And I just, I don't know, I, I have, I've always had a bit of belief in Cody Law. I like him. And, you know, I, you know, it might have always been the case after a couple of those losses. I might have been saying, oh, I'm not sure about Cody Law. But, like, when you meet James Gonzalez after, what, six fights, that's tough. Like, Gonzalez is, Gonzalez is a very, very good fighter. Like, there's, there's no doubt about that. And, you know, he's had these losses and things like that. But, you know, he's beaten the likes of Pat Sabatini. He's been around, you know, around the game for, what, 17 fights now, around since 2016, coming up in seven or eight years uh, as a pro. You know, that really, really does help, you know. And for a guy like Cody Latte, have experienced that, um, hopefully it will do him wonders uh, if, you're, if you're a fan of MMA. And I, I think I think he his game stacks up well against Pontes here, so I'm going for him to win that one. It, it was one I was humming and hawing about. I actually didn't have it as my bet originally. I had a, I had Ali Asiev to win, but his fight fell out, so I had to change it over and put in that one. But yeah, I do. I, it was it's one I I was always relatively confident on, and I'm kind of glad I got to put it in there. So I go for that one there. Um, another bit I'm very confident on, and this one. This is a this is an odd thing for me to say here, but I'm picking this one mostly on price, um, and it's it's funny because it's minus two seventy, and it's AJ McKee to win his fight um, against Sydney Outlaw. I I I find it very odd to be sitting here, right? 
It's one of Bellator's biggest ever cards. AJ McKee is on the card. And he's like, not in like a big title fight, you know? And, you know, okay, he's up a lightweight now, but, you know, I'm sure he could fight a featherweight again and all that, and tournaments going on. Absolutely. We, we know all that, right? But AJ McKee is 20 wins and one losses in his career. His one losses to Patricio Fajaya, very, you know, close enough fight. Some would call it controversial, not me personally. I think it was a very good decision, in fact. Um, but, like, why is he not fighting for a title? Why is he not fighting Patricio? Why is he not in a massive fight? Like he's fighting Sydney Outlaw. Um I just think it's very odd. I think I think it's I think it's I think it's very odd, right? And it feels a little bit like the bookmakers also think it's odd. Because I was looking at this price earlier in the week. Let me let me just pull it up here and make sure this is correct. But AJ McKee opened at minus two two five on this. And he was minus two two five for a good while. It went into minus um uh, minus two two fifty ish, and is you know came all the way out. Some blessies, he's over minus three hundred, right? But for a guy that talented, to you know, against a guy like with all due respect to Sydney Outlaw, he he's a good fighter, but like I don't think he unless something miraculous happens, right? And and it could, right? It could. We've seen in MMA before. I just don't think he's on the level of AJ McKee. You know, and, like, he's only lost to good guys. Don't get me wrong. He's, look, he's only lost to Tafik Masayev and, and uh, Michael Chandler um, in, in the last few years. You know, he lost a few fights uh, early in his, his career, back seven or eight years ago. But I I think AJ McKee should be looked at in a different level. And I, I don't think he is, right? And now, I'm kind of talking myself out of my bed here. Maybe, maybe there's a reason for that, right? Maybe all that talk, or lack of talk even, might get them... Like, because the last time out, or a couple of fights ago, in Spike Carlisle, I, de- I definitely think it got them. I think it got them the fact that he went in there in the Patricio fight and he was a changed fighter. He wasn't the same, you know? Um, And he went out and he goes, well, I'm not going to sit back on my laurels ever again in a fight like that. And he really changed up things. I I just wonder if, um, if a leader, you know, Will it be will it be good or will it be bad for AJ McKee? And my my thinking and my big reason for picking him here is I think it'll be good. Alright? Even though like a, a lot of the conjecture there maybe for me might be thinking it's it's not gonna be good. But what he did against Spike Carlisle, though and, and not what he did, because I don't think it was, it was actually a great performance, but it was a mentally um good way to do it. Like oh, Francis Ngano versus Derek Lewis was a great example of something that's like mentally terrible and Francis obviously bounced back brilliantly from that but I think he would probably agree it's just you reacted to it mentally so bad obviously Francis losing to Stipe uh, Patricio losing sorry Patricio beating AJ how AJ reacted was to come out and fight and throw everything out there and almost end up losing against a far inferior opponent because of that Right, I, I, it's almost a clean reset after that. Now he'd won fighting reason, obviously, and he's back here fighting again against Sydney Outlaw. Um, I think if you're to see AJ McKee fighting to his utmost, I think he'll get Sydney Outlaw out of there, and I think that price is is pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Um, so minus two seventy for AJ McKee is the third bet of the week. Um, the fourth bet of the week. This isn't again. 
that these prices aren't out uh, too long, but this is a price that has gone in since I looked at it first, and I was very close to uh, to changing it. Um, and it's it's Mike Hamill, so I'm going for Mike Hamill, and he's minus two two five, right? So when the betting opened, he was minus one six three, um, and I liked him at that. Went out to minus one seven three. I liked him at that. I, I'll tell you what. I'm a little less confident now uh, than I was at those prices. Um, I, I, do you know what? I, I really like this fight as well. I think Mike Hamill is the type of guy, you look at his record and it's 11-5. and five And, you know, he doesn't have a lot of finishes, only four finishes in there, seven decisions. And you might think, like, this guy is, okay, he's a, your, your normal middle-of-the-range kind of, you know, lost to Usain Magomedov, lost to Adam Barrocks. He's kind of just going to be stuck there in the middle range for a long time. Um, but I actually, I actually really rate him. I really like him as a fighter. I think he, you know, his hands are improved. Um, I think, you know, he got a big head kick in a fight a couple of fights ago. His wrestling has, is always on point. He's a very, very good wrestler. And when he went in there against Usman and Magomedov, I thought, like, you know, he, he gave him a fight. He gave him a fight, at least. Whereas a lot of people don't. And you see a lot of his, his opponents, you know, he goes in there and he just puts it on him. He really, really does. And I like that. Uh, and that's the reason why I'm picking him, right? But Tim Elliott... Sorry, Tim Elliott. Tim Wilde. I was looking at Experiment, experiment and our experiment went to Elliott for some reason. But well, Tim Wilde is a guy who I have the utmost respect for. Obviously, fighting out of the UK, so not a, not a million miles, obviously, across the, the water from me. And he is a guy you've watched. Like, I've watched his career for a long, long time. Seen him in, in Cage Wires and and, uh, and other places in Bama back in the day and the whole lot. And thinking, like, this guy... I've always thought he's a good fighter, right? In the middle part of his career, obviously, got the big opportunity against Bryn Primus, ended up losing that, and you're kind of thinking, okay, well, you know, he's now he's he's what thirty six years uh, of age. That fight happened, um, what four years ago? So you're thinking like thirty two years of age, will he get an opportunity in in Bellator again, or you know what's what's going to happen? And like, what a run he's had since then. Beat Charlie Leary, beat Eve Landu, draw with Alfie Davis, beat Saul Rogers, beat. Christopher Gonzalez last time out. What a run that has been. Like, Tim Wilde is a really good fighter. He's just a really good fighter. Like, again, a guy who isn't the biggest finisher in the world. You know, he's um, seven finishes in uh, in 20 fights. 21 fights, even. Uh, you know, nine decisions and a draw in there as well in terms of winning. Never lost a decision. Um, so, it, that's the reason why, at minus on 6-3, I was, yeah. Now... Not so much, but I think I'm going on the pick alone. I, I think the pick is sound, so that's why I'm, I'm going for it. The reason I'm going for it, I, I I do think like the one submission in there kind of tells a story a little bit if you're Mike Hamill. I think if you take Tim um, uh, while to the ground, you have, I suppose, a certain amount of control by yourself, but also a certain amount of control over like, is he going to finish you there? Now he's it's not that he's bad on the ground or anything like that, far from it indeed. But like I think you look at a guy's main method of victory normally, and for, for Hamlet's look, pressure, shots and wrestling. And I think that might be a good game plan against Wild now. Like thirty six years of age as well. I know he can't I, I I said he's still looking good now, but he can't be getting any younger. And when you push that pace, I think if you're Hamill, I think that's 
I think that's a way forward. So I'm going for Hamlin in that fight. Minus uh, minus two two five, I believe. Minus two two five. All right. Um, the flyer of the weekend. It's a bit of an unusual flyer this week because I'm going to give you a treble. And you're probably thinking, oh, Sean, you haven't talked about the big fights yet. So here we go. The treble is uh, plus 350. Now, this this could be very different by the time uh, by, the, by the time you see it here. It's uh, Pettis, Amasov, and Chablis. So the treble of them is plus 350. Obviously, not, you know, not a massive flyer there, but I do like this. Um, I do like this treble. I I'll talk briefly about all three fights, maybe because we'll be here all uh, we'll be here all night. In other words. The Shabley against uh, Patricky fight. You know, I talked about this in, on the preview show, and I, I kind of found myself giving Patricky maybe more uh, of a chance than maybe I should have. And now that I phrased that wrong, yeah, obviously he has a chance. He's a good fighter, Patricky, and all of that. But may, maybe I, I oversold the, the closeness of the matchup. I do think Shabley is uh, is a significantly more skilled and better fighter than than Patricky and again not saying Patricky isn't a good fighter he's only 30 years of age as well whereas Patricky is 37 like you look at the wins he's had I mentioned Alfie Davis earlier on he's beaten Tafik Masayev last time out beating Bryn Primus you know he's he's only lost one fight in his career in the last 10 years like this guy is really 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 good is you know big power Good on the ground, 19 finishes and 23 wins. He can really do it all. This guy is is an absolute beast. Um, Patrick, look, Patricky has made himself a really good career in the last few years. Like we all know, we look to Patri- uh, the Pitbull brothers and Patricio is the main man. Let's be honest here. But I think Patricky has kind of started fighting a little bit like him more than he did before. And I think that's kind of worked out for him. You know, that kind of slow-paced power boxing in the middle of the cage. Um, but I think, like, Shabley is not the type of guy who will stand there and allow that to happen. You know, he will get he'll get inside, get under with a takedown. Or he'll get inside and he'll punch the body, kick the body, use his jab, use his shots behind it. I don't think he's the type of guy that will, you know, as I said, rest in his laurels, allow that control that the Pitbull brothers love to have. In fact, I think he'll be the one controlling it. So, I like him. Now, it's not a it's not a massive price in there. He's around minus five seventy or something like that. Um, but it's obviously part of the treble. That's bet number one of the treble. Bet number two of the treble is Yaroslav Amasov. Um, he's around. Let me just check this again. He's around the minus four hundred for ten mark. Uh, yeah, he's minus four hundred here. Um, Against Jason Jackson, I, I like I spoke about this in the preview show as well. I I just think, and and I was I was talking I don't know who I was talking on one podcast about it, but we kind of we discussed this fight and discussed every kind of integer like the wrestling, maybe the in between bits, the striking, even you know the lint, the speed, the athleticism, and it felt like in all of those arguments. Amasov wins, you know. I think he's a better technical striker. I think he's probably a better wrestler. I think he is, a, you know, a better athlete. I think he's probably a little bit faster. Probably hits a little bit harder as well, you know. And that's not to say again. That's not to say Jason Jackson isn't a good fighter. I have been a massive 
fan of Jason Jackson for a long time. I love his style. I love the way he fights. He is a guy, you know, he reminds me of the, the old school fighters, like say like a Kenny Florian or a Michael Bisping or people like that who have who have taken every bit of what they could get and used it to their advantage. Like they, he just feels like a guy who has gotten the utmost out of his career, and like it could be even more. You know, it could be even more by the time this fight comes around. But I, I just like Amosov here. I think there's a certain thing as well. Sometimes when you see a guy fight live, I've always respected Amosov and I always knew how good he was. But when you see him and you're up close and you're cage side watching him, this guy is on another level. This guy is such a good fighter that um. Yeah, I, I think he will win this fight. And uh, I, th- I, I honestly, I think he's the best welterweight in the world. I think he's fantastic. Um, and the third big thing is Sergio Benitez plus 200. Right, so this is where the treble can fall down. Because uh, he is fighting Patchy Mix in a very, very, very interesting fight that could honestly go either way. Um, it's it's closer on some other books. Obviously, as I said, this treble will... will Will range from uh, probably a high price to a low price, to, to, to depending where you where you uh, book it. But I, I was looking for um obviously you know the there's no props out for Bellator yet. Will when will there be probably five minutes before the card? But that that's not good for me. I have to put a video out. So I was kind of reaching for one. What would I do here? Where would I get my my flyer from? And I was going to pick Pettis as a straight up price, like that plus two hundred is just. To me, it's too much. I think this is a real pick'em fight, uh, and I look. I've designed. <laughs> I've designed the, the flyer, I suppose, out of that, and I really like both of these guys. I like the way they fight. But you know what? One thing I cannot ignore. I can't ignore how good Sergio was last time out. Like, as I said, I did a previous show. You can go back and you can watch all of that, and we'll, we'll do a bit of a breakdown here, maybe even in a second, but. You break down Patchy, and he's a very good fighter, right? His boxing has improved. I don't think there's a skill set anyone has in MMA that has improved as much as Patchy Mix's boxing has in the last two years, three years. Honestly, I think he's gotten that good, right? Very good on the ground, very good submission artist and all that. Just a brilliant fighter. In my opinion, the most improved fighter in the world. UFC, one championship, Bellator, PFL, anywhere in the last few years. Phenomenal. Really phenomenal. Um, but I can't ignore what Sergio Pettis did to Patricio Pitbull last time out. He destroyed him over five rounds. And like not a, like a landing big shots, knocking a guy down and all of that sort of destruction. Just a technical mastery, a technical mastery against the guy who's used to fighting bigger guys. Didn't I? And like some people say, oh, I was faster than him. He was a bit faster than him, but I don't think it was all necessarily speed. I think it was gumption, intelligence, all of that. Uh, he was phenomenal. He was phenomenal in that fight. And my, my clear thinking here is, can he do the same thing to mix? Right? And if he can do it to Patricio, why could he not do it to Patchy Mix? And I can't get past that, right? In a fight that I think is very close, a guy, uh, two guys with real high quality, that is where the buck stops for me. I just think Pettis was so good the last time out. I think he can replicate it. I think he can do it again. 
and that's it that's the treble those are the five bets for the week let me recap them here uh, actually we'll, we'll, we'll have a look at a few of the other Bellator prices while we're here before we, we get to that and recap all of them so the straight up price on that is plus 200 minus 275 for uh, Mixon and Pettis Sabatello and Stats obviously we talked about that moving in and out around now as I said one bookies one's a favourite the other bookie the other is a favourite uh, obviously I'm going for Pettis in the first one I'm going for Stats in this one around the minus 110 um, even like He's actually more of a plus fighter in, in, in places, plus one, 110 as well. Interesting. Um, someone was asking me on the comment section actually about Timur Kizriev against Justin Gonzalez. Again, I think that price is a little bit wide. I don't know that I necessarily bet on it, but I do like Kizriev in that one. I like Keelholz in her fight uh, against Inaba, even though Inaba is, is the, the favourite there. Um, Colgan is a massive favourite over minus 1,000 in some places. Obviously, you'll be getting him there. I do like Kerry Taylor Melendez in her fight. She's a minus 250 favourite. Uh, Matthias Mata against Palencia. Mata had the favourite minus 200 there. I'll go for him. Hamill and Wild. I'm going for Hamill. Again, not my most confident pick ever. I like Mehmedov at minus 200 over the plus 150. Kilis Mata. I do like uh, uh, Ramzan Kurumega Medov as well. But a massive price there. Minus uh, 5, uh, 4, 9. Watching a bit of Randall Wallace thinking maybe he could try him in as a flyer. Mm, probably not though. Um, Kobayashi and Landu. Landu the favourite there. Minus 200. And Cody Law as well. I'm going for him. I see minus 225. Couple of the other fights then. Jackson Amasov. The, the straight up prices. Uh, plus 260 for Jackson plus sorry minus 400 for Amosov uh, is the you know is the price in one place um, I think that's about right I think that's about right Shibley is a minus uh, 4 uh, sorry minus 549 favourite plus 350 for uh, Patricky AJ is uh, from anywhere from minus 270 to minus 330 to plus 230 for Sydney Aula you know if AJ McKee doesn't turn up, absolutely, but I, I feel like he will. Uh, Goldman Fortune then is plus 140, underdog is Goldman Fortune at minus 188, and there's a few. Uh, the Isia fight is cancelled, and the Velasquez fight as well is uh, is cancelled over there. So just to recap the bets from the uh, for Bellator, Rafian Sats uh, around the minus 110, Cody Law minus 225, AJ McKee minus 270. Uh, minus two two five for Mike Hamill. I've given a lot of minus bets this week. I don't. I don't necessarily like doing that. But look, that's the way the cookie crumbles. Uh, I'm not going to give you losers here, if 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 at all possible. And then we have the uh, the flyer plus three fifty ish. Pettis Amasov Shabley for the flyer this week. All right, everyone, that's it for me. Thank you very much for tuning in. My name is Sean G and for Sherdog.com, and I'll see you all next time.